Our numbers are surging here, uh, but it sounds like, uh, are we growing too fast? Uh, you know, I, I do think that's a relative term. I think, you know, if we look at where we were um, in 2014 versus where we are now, uh, we did have a, a significant down period in our overall market. And so we are growing at a fairly quick pace, um, but that's not because we do not have the resources. And if you take a look at what has historically driven Edmonton, it was, you know, the traditional oil and gas sector. Right. And now with the emergence of hydrogen and blue hydrogen, Edmonton is at the forefront and a global leader in this new energy method. Well, we've noticed the housing prices seem to be going up for both, well, for both buying and renting, I guess the prices are going up a little bit. And obviously you've noticed that. Yeah. And, and, you know, once again, it's all a relative basis. Edmonton, compared to a national scale is still very affordable. Um, the average house price in our market requires 28 months of saving for the down payment. To give you perspective, that number is now 45 months in Calgary. Wow. So yes, prices are moving, uh, but they are still very affordable from a national context. And that's why you are seeing that working age population surge come to our market. Are you, uh, are you bullish on the direction we may be going this coming year? Uh, very bullish, actually. Um, we have a lot of good tailwinds. We have a lot of sustainable tailwinds. And if you look at what is going to drive our market over the next 10 years, you're seeing that investment from the University of Alberta, Nate, McEwen, Norquest. All of these institutions have substantial growth plans in their enrollment, and that is to meet the needs of the new workforce moving forward. And this new workforce, often you see population numbers and a lot of them maybe aren't working in the right areas. But this this is a this is going to be a challenge for the city of Edmonton. I got to think over the next, oh, let's say two to three years. That it will. And, you know, I I think it's now a shift into what is going to be in demand uh, from a workforce perspective. And to give a bit of perspective, when I graduated, going into skilled trades was highly sought after. Uh, that took a steep downturn from 2015 through to really 2022. And so we are now seeing a rapid uptick in that skilled trade enrollment. And that is going to be critical for not just us as a city, but as a province and country to help build the product and infrastructure needed to sustain this growth. What about the tech sector? Because Calgary's done a really nice job of finding more tech jobs, that kind of thing. Are we going to have to worry about that as well? Uh Edmonton will not have the same impact from a tech perspective as Calgary will. Right. Uh, there's a couple different nuances with that. Edmonton is going to be more focused on the healthcare, the bioscience, uh, and the general, let's say, engineering and R&M work that goes on in the manufacturing and construction sector. The key wordage here for me is working age population. They, they say that Edmonton's numbers grew faster than any other major city in the country last year. And we're talking about outpacing Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, and even Calgary for growth among people that are 15 years of age and older, that's, uh, that's, that's saying an awful lot. It is. And, and once again, let's look at Toronto. I can make $70,000 a year and I can live downtown and pay $3,200 a month for a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. I can, I can make that same income in Edmonton and I can pay $1,500 and I pay less tax, I don't pay PST. So there's a lot of these accumulating effects that start to make it very attractive from a young professional's perspective. Thomas, it looked like housing pricing had kind of leveled off a little bit. How much do you see this starting to surge now that more and more people are moving to Alberta, not just Edmonton, but Calgary as well? 
I think you're going to see it more so in Calgary than you will in Edmonton. Um, unfortunately, the people at the lower end of the income demographic are more affected by these increasing interest rates. Yeah. And so the the individuals that have had stable incomes have been able to buy in this market. It's going to be those newer entrants that cannot afford to buy, and that's what's pushing them into their rental pool, and in part, helping to drive that rental rate growth and reducing that vacancy. There's an element of excitement in your voice, but is there a concern here? I would say it's cautious optimism. I mean, we as a city have gone through some tough times in the last eight years, and it feels good to have this optimism and tailwinds, and now it's just up to us to manage it to make sure that it's sustainable moving forward. So do you talk to people from across the country? What are they What are they asking you about when they talk about Edmonton? You know, one of the main things that people don't appreciate is our actual diversification in our city and the industries that really drive our city. And so from our perspective, we sell the province, we sell the city, and then we sell the real estate. And if you don't have the ability to sell the city, the real estate is largely irrelevant. So it's the fact that we have 10% of our population are post-secondary students. You're going to be hard-pressed to find that stat from another city in North America. And so when I'm making a long-term bet on a city, I want that young and educated talent, and Edmonton is a great place to start. Do you find it frustrating that, you know, hey, listen, I talk to friends all the time in Ontario, and they just think it's all oil and gas, and that's about it. And you try to explain to them. You must be having this battle, too, that it's a little bit more than just that. Yeah, it it is. But, you know, it's all part of it. And I think we as a city need to really promote ourselves. There's a lot of humbleness in Edmonton. We do need to get out there and spread the message that it is a great place to live and work. uh, And it is sustainable moving forward. Thomas, why is that? Is it we're the blue collar town? Calgary is the white collar town. That's the perception. And I think it's very accurate, quite frankly. But, you know, they're they're not... uh, they're not very quiet about how they do. They they are happy to get on the highest mountain and, and say that they're the greatest, right, in Calgary, and good on them for that. We just don't go that route. Do you have any idea why that is? I, I think it's just the basis of how Edmonton is made up. There's a lot of private entrepreneurs that have spent their lives building their businesses, and they're just head down pushing forward through that, and they don't feel the need to show it. And just given the industries that they're in, I'm fine driving a pickup truck. And so as those industries become more white-collar, let's say, there's the propensity to show your wealth. Edmonton does not do that. Well, it sounds like it's a positive moving forward. And it, like I said, I, I'm excited because you're excited and uh, you've, you've got way more stats in front of you than I do. So that's good <laughs> stuff. Hey, uh, th- well, th- thanks for being on the show with us today. We really appreciate it. I do appreciate you having me on.